All right. I don't know if this is going to, if it worked. Because as soon as I hit go live, it crashed on me. So you guys will have to let me know if it is live. I apologize. And I definitely apologize for the folks on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on Spotify listening to the replay podcast because this is going to sound odd. So now I'm just waiting to see if anyone says that things are are working. It says I'm live. So I'll give a give it a few seconds. Okay, so late update says you're on. Okay, all right. Sorry about that. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode and uh, of uh, my Break the Cycle with DSD podcast and live stream. Streaming live over on YouTube, and then the video and replay is is available on Spotify if you do if you do podcasts and stuff like that. So hopefully that'll be good. Now today's topic. Actually, it's kind of interesting. It comes from a, a few comments I've seen, a couple emails I've gotten, even a couple of folks I've talked to in real life. So it is one of those things where it has come up again. And it's basically wedge issues and wedge issues with your kids and how it can creep up, creep up on you when you're not expecting it. So I'm going to try to uh, flip some buttons here. So the first topic on this, or the first little thing I want to hit, is a narcissist is always and will always be looking for issues to exploit, wedge issues to create, or problems to amplify with your kids to try to make it a nightmare. And even when you think that you are past it, and that you've, you've done enough, your kids understand it, your relationship them, with them is rock solid. You have to understand and remember that these folks are not going to stop. They are like the Terminator. I need like a Terminator button to play that, that uh, scene from uh, the first episode of the Terminator where Reese is saying, you know, it will not stop. It will not feel pity or remorse. It'll just keep going until, until it accomplishes its goal. That's not what he said in the, in the movie, but I think you understand what I'm saying. And I will tell you that this crept up on me a handful of times. Even later in the thing, even after I'd already started the channel, the wedge issue thing reared its ugly head. I was not prepared for it. And it was exploited. And it nearly destroyed the relationship with my youngest, my youngest kid. Fortunately, I was able to recognize when, when, the, when the shift happened, when, it, when, it, when the pivot happened, I was able to recognize it and make some changes to cull things back. Now, that's one of the reasons why I backed off on the channel for a while. And there's some other issues I'm going to go in here that, that, are cat, that can be catalysts to prompt wedge issues, per, prompt parental alienation to go into overdrive that you, you really need to think about. And the next topic 
or the next bullet point is kids, even older ones, even when they're late teens, actually, to be perfectly honest, I think in a lot of ways, though that age is probably even more complicated, more dangerous than even when they're younger, because it's like they're able to be manipulated more. And you have to be incredibly careful of that. Again, this is one of those things that I experienced with most of my kids. It just if you're new to this channel, all my kids are now adults. I have a two, oh God, I'm gonna put myself on the spot. I have a 24 year old, a 22 year old, and an 18 year old. All out of, well, my oldest is in, in college still. But uh, all the other ones are out of school. You know, they're, they're, they're adults. They can make their own decisions. And, you know, I've, I've made it. Actually, this will be the first, uh, the first month, I think, that child support finally is done and won't be, won't be garnished from my pay. The thing is, is that even as kids get older, they can still be manipulated. And I think that puts us at a little bit more risk because you can get to the, you can feel, like I mentioned earlier, you can feel like, hey, I'm past all this, the relationship's rock solid, like I've already said, and not anticipate a wedge issue. Now, like I said, I'm going to pull this back up. I don't know if I can, if my little mouse will, will show, but, you know, even when you think you are past it, you are not, because it rolls back into that first bullet point. A narcissistic ex will always be looking for issues to exploit. This is incredibly true when you start, if you start dating somebody. And you can, and, and this is a rough one. I mean, this is one that Debbie and I dealt with. And part of the reason why we've, we, we decided to, you know, not move. Well, there's a lot of issues. I wouldn't say it's the only issue that we didn't move in together or, or, you know, do anything that <clears throat> formalized the relationship legally because it was, a, it was readily apparent early on that that was going to be a wedge issue. And I was very concerned that if I did that, that it would light a fire on my relationship with the kids, you know, and the reality is, is that early on Debbie was, was a target of the crap and it just, and it was really hard. So we basically made a decision to take things slow. Now for our, for us, we're older. We weren't planning on having kids, more kids or anything like that. So, I mean, it, it made sense ish in in my situation or in our particular scenario but I really feel for you guys who are a little bit younger who are like you know what I want to have a solid relationship I want to have it be public I want to intermingle intermingle you know I want to do the Brady Bunch thing because you can rest assured that a toxic narcissistic ex will always be looking for issues to exploit and it'll I mean I remember well, I mean, I don't want to bring up another channel, but another person I know who has a channel who who is going through this, you know, toxic divorce, child custody issues, and just figured, hey, you know, the kids love my, you know, are, are, are like my new relationship. 
It's, you know, this is all great. I need to move on. And it was like a, you know, napalm attack happened on, on, uh, in their situation. So this is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to say is you got to be very careful. You, you should expect that the second you introduce your kids to a new person that shortly afterwards, because the kids are going to tell the other parent exactly what's going on. And you can rest assured that if your kids do not tell you anything of what's going on at the other house, there's a 99.9999995% chance that they are just going, you know, they're like doing the, the news, news flash over at daddy's. This is what's currently happening on Tuesday. You know, this happened and, and it will blow up in your face. It's very frustrating. Very, it's a very tough situation. So first thing, and let me just, what I'm getting at here is you can expect that the kids are going to either be directly or subvertively informed that, you know, daddy doesn't love you anymore. He only cares about his new girlfriend or his new wife or his new family. And the same thing is going to happen with moms. Oh, your mom only cares about this or your mom destroyed our family. And that's not, you know, your, your other, uh, you know, that's not your new daddy. That's not this, that's not that. And it's just, you can expect that the kids are going to fight back and it's going to be incredibly, incredibly tough. Now, here's the other issue. You have to choose your battles wisely. Now, in this particular bullet point, I'm saying money generally creates more headaches. I do not know in the, how many times and since I've started this channel and talked to people that choosing a battle over money has blown up in people's faces. And this generally plays out, and this actually happened to me. There was a time where, where my glorious ex was taking her bony little finger and jabbing it boop, into the kid's eyes, and it irritated me. So I thought I would jab my finger into her eye about money, about the fact that I was overpaying in child support, that, uh, you know, the Gavron, I mean, all the stuff that they do in California, California now doesn't care, is not one of those states where it's like, oh, okay, well, we're just going to let the other person stay home and, and not impute their wages. I actually have a friend of mine who's going through it. They imputed the wages right at the beginning. If you know what imputed wages means, it's, it's where they look at it and go, oh, you're not working? Well, we think you can work and we think you can make something. And worst case, you make minimum, you know, worst case, you would make minimum wage and you're choosing not to. So we're going to pretend like you're making that money and adjust the numbers down. Now, sometimes it'll happen the other way where they'll say, hey, mister, we think you can make $200,000 a year and you're not working or you're underemploying yourself. So we're going to say that you're, we're going to impute your wages at that. That's a different scenario. But my point is this. When I brought it up, the attack didn't come directly at me. It happened to the kids. These wedge issues got amplified and more of the damage happened with the kids. It eroded some of the peace and, and, and positiveness that we had created. 
And it was not a fun situation. So you got to be very careful. I was talking to a person earlier, and it, in my opinion, it sounded like what happened is, in this situation, it was a mom. You know, dad was, had not exercised visitation. Also hadn't been paying any child support. And they got irritated, and they said, hey, you know, you're supposed to be paying and you're not. Now, for some crazy reason, and this is kind of the same thought process I had when I was going through it, you think that it's going to cause the person to calm down or change their behavior. Well, it, it does change their behavior, just not in the way that we would expect. Not in the way that if someone did it to us, that we would respond. What typically happens in that situation is an all-out attack. And in this particular situation, now the person is filling the kids with all that wonderful alienation talk and behavior, and it's causing a huge wedge issue with the kids. So my, my point on this, and I'll just pull this back up, is you really have to choose your battles. You really have to think about what is worth fighting for. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, if you're ready to be homeless and, you know, the, the money issue is so damn important that you, you, you know, it's worth the risk and it's worth the potential uh, exploitation of your kids in a negative way through parental alienation, fine. But I will tell you, most of the time when I talk to people, they, they were okay they didn't necessarily need the money or anything like that. I mean, we all need money. Don't get me wrong. But it was one of those things where the cost emotionally far outweighed what you would have gotten fighting it. And that is exactly the reason why I have not, since my 24-year-old aged out when he, when he turned 18, I didn't push it. Even when the, Depart the California Department of Child Support Services said, hey, she needs to get a job, we'll impute her wages, I didn't push the button because I'm like, do I really want to light everything on fire for a few hundred dollars? Now, even back then, probably it would have been probably hundreds of dollars, but it just it wasn't worth the, the potential cost. But so that's where you, you but here's the frustrating part and, I, and full disclosure, roll the clock back nine years. I mean, I'm 12 years, I think 12 years into this. I would have burnt everything to the ground to eke back probably a dime because I was so angry and frustrated. So I absolutely understand the mentality when you're like, you know what, this garbage human is making my life and our kids lives a living hell and they're just over there skipping around like it's no big deal getting away with everything I want to I want a little payback I don't know for, for people who are on the live stream if you've had success with that please comment with that because I would like to know but I would say probably statistically 
the majority of the time, if not all of the time, it has never worked out that way. It always turns into a complete crap show. Which then goes down to my next bullet point, which is you can fight that battle. You could even win that battle. But what is it going to cost you and your sanity, your money, and your relationship and the stability with your children? I mean, again, let me just reiterate that. You've got to pick your battles wisely and focus on the end game. Now, the end game in the early stage of this can be, as I mentioned a moment ago, it can be, I want the other person to feel some pain or consequence to this situation. I went through that mentality myself. Later, with some perspective changes, I realized that my winning the war was maintaining the relate maintaining the relationship with my kids, maintaining the peace in my environment in my house, and minimizing the damage that a toxic narcissistic high conflict ex creates. When my mentality pivoted to that, things <laughs> things got a lot better. And I I mean, I had to let some of that anger go and redirect it. But you have to stay focused on what is important. I would highly encourage anyone in the early stage of this, write down what your three bullet points are that are important for you to, to in, in the idea of winning the war. What does winning the war look like to you? And I would say write it down because like, for instance, let's say I roll it back and I say winning the war is making that garbage piece of crap human pay. And I write that down, you know, and then I write something, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, I want them to feel pain. I want, you know, every cent I can get back. And, you know, I want, uh, I don't know, but throw something else out there. And if you can sit there and you can look at it, you can write it down and look at it and go, ah, well, that's kind of short-sighted as opposed to comparing it. I want peace in my life. I want the chaos to stop. Well, you know, that first item is not going to facilitate that. So here's my final thought on this, and then we'll get into into what the comments are and what you guys want to talk about. And that is take things slow on this. Don't you don't have to immediately respond. You don't have to immediately react. I do not know how many times personally that 
issue has blown up in my face. And had I just taken a breath, got myself a nice, nice non-alcoholic drink to just chill out, you know, some herbal tea or whatever to calm my nerves. I guess I shouldn't be doing that with a coffee cup. That's when you start strategically thinking about your decisions and the appropriate course of action to take. And you start making better, you start making better decisions. And you start being able to counter whatever your ex is doing. And in a lot of ways, you start to prevent them from doing other things besides, you know, by not basically by not provoking them, if that makes sense. Okay. So that is my main talking points on this. I am going to go to the comments and see what people are saying. Oh, we got a few few people here. I appreciate you guys guys showing up tonight. <clears throat> Apparently YouTube says this is a good time to post. So, and I do have to stop at the hour at the top of the hour because I have another uh premiere happening on a different channel that I have to, to take care of. So, all right, I'm going to go through who we got here. Uh, first, I'm going to say thanks to Vladimir. He became a, a channel member. Thank you, sir, so much. I appreciate that. And the Limitless Babe jumped in. If you guys haven't checked her channel out, she used to be a longtime viewer and really active years ago in the community, and she has her own channel that you guys should definitely check out. Defy Dad is here. Uh, let's see. We got late update says, hello. Hello to you. Uh, Gina or Gianni, sorry, says, uh, says, hello. Hopefully you're doing well. Hopefully the, the weather has not obliterated your area like it did down here a few, few weeks ago. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm seeing everyone say it was live. Epic roller says, hi, hello to you. Uh, Mark Mark says hello. Hello to you as well. The Global Vagabond says you can be manipulated at any stage in life. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And we have to keep our guard up for that. Well, you know, I'm going to pause on that because you, the, the Global Vagabond, that is a great point. And, and what I will say, to, uh, toxic narcissistic people test they will attempt to manipulate you. They will attempt to push boundaries, you know, because people will be like, well, how do I keep a, keep pulling these toxic people into my life? Well, the reality is, is that they're fishing. And unfortunately, whenever we don't have good, healthy boundaries, we respond in a way that's like a fish uh, hitting a hook and they're able to sink it in. When you notice this and recognize this, that you can you can be manipulated and any stage of your life, you can recognize it and stop it. And then typically people like that will move on to a target that is easier to get. Demi, I haven't seen you in a while, says, says hello. Actually says hi to HRU or how are you? <laughs> oh my God, my age starts showing through. I, I have to admit that there has been a lot of times when people will use different things. I have to Google it to find out what exactly it means. I tumblers is on says, Hey, DSD. Hey to you. Glad to see you, man. Uh, John Boston says, hello. Hello to you. 
Blue, oh my God, I have not seen Blue in a long time. I hope you are doing well, Blue. Wow, it's been a long time. Man, there's a lot of old, there's a, there's some, some of the old crew has, has tuned in tonight. So thank you guys, appreciate it. All right, Defy, Defy Dad says, DSD still in the crap show, unfortunately, constantly being dragged into court by the other person, constantly being the defendant. Yeah, that's a frustrating thing because if, if they've had success in court and they feel that that enables and or empowers them, unfortunately, they will continue to use it. And also, unfortunately, sometimes whenever uh, there's money issues and, and they can play the story that they don't have any, they get to do a lot of this for reduced cost or potentially with extra support, whereas we don't. So I'm sorry you're going through that, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're doing better with it. The Limitless Babe says, winning the war is keeping my daughter safe and helping her break this pattern in her life, which that right there, I mean, that's the title of the podcast, Break the Cycle. It's, it's, to me, that's what this is about. If, if we can go through this nightmare, learn enough to be able to help our children recognize toxic patterns. They may not be able to recognize it with the other parent, but if we can help empower them enough to where they recognize it, can establish good boundaries, and don't go out to find another toxic relationship to be able to heal all their childhood wounds, I think, <laughs> I think, I'm hoping, that this nightmare is is then successful. Why is the wise chat manager who is a, 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 our moderator here and does help out a lot on the DSD Discord? Thank you so much for that, sir. I definitely appreciate it. Says hello all, hello to you. Oh man, Vladimir says I need to go eat at Wendy's soon. Why should why would you say that, sir? They have such great hamburgers and a fr and those frosties. <laughs> the global vagabond says, "Winning the war, I think you have to fix yourself across the spectrum of mental health, financial health, spiritual health, with the goal of being the best future person to your kids and others." Wow, that is I like that. Hold on, I'm going to do this. That is an outstanding comment, the global vagabond. I I very much appreciate that, and that's not easy. Right. Fixing yourself, addressing your your issues, addressing your potential mental health issues. And that's hard. Recovering financially is really hard. I mean, I am a decade just destroyed by this and I'm, I'm just feel like I'm now crawling out of the ashes of it. So it's not easy, not easy at all. But it's, so, God, it's so much worth it, though. You know, I, I'm going to, the Global Vagabond, you keep hitting points that I keep wanting to uh, to to dwell on a moment. And, and what I will say on this is that, guys, when you're going through this, this is incredibly painful. You are already feeling the pain. You're already dealing with it. A little bit of work which 
I mean, it's not like you feel happy and it's causing you pain. It's like you're already feeling pain. Put the work in. It will pay dividends. The way that if you work on this stuff, the, 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 the changes in your life are going to be so profound. Your perspective switches switch will be so enormous and life-changing that you will look at it later and go, oh my God, I'm so glad this happened, which I know that's hard to even fathom. If you're in the beginning part of this and you're, you know, you're thinking, when am I ever going to feel like this nightmare was, was a good thing? Time and time again, I've talked to people personally, I've, I've felt this way and I've talked with other folks who have gotten, gone through this, gotten to the other side and the reoccurring theme I hear from people is they're actually grateful for the experience because it forced them to take control of their life and make changes that fundamentally improved their life. <laughs> I got to say this. Vladimir says, and I really need some fairground nachos. They don't have any drag races around here. That's hilarious. <laughs> ah, Derek says, hey, Dwayne and channel fam, you've helped me out a ton in the early days. This crap show storm never ends, but I no longer let it hit me emotionally anymore. And I'm going to come back to that. Thank you for all you do. Miss the daily morning shows. I miss the daily morning shows too. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull something like that back together. But uh, I, I told you guys before that September was my pivot point. There's been a couple of things that have happened that have complicated things again, unfortunately, because it kind of like these, these people just don't stop. And I'm not just talking about the X. I mean, just toxic narcissistic people, you know, going back to the slides, they will always be looking for issues to exploit. Unfortunately, what I want to cover though, or what I want to just go back to what Derek said here, and I had it on the screen, is like, but I no longer let it hit me emotionally anymore. If you're in the early part of this, you can feel like that will never end, that you will always have an emotional response to this. But when you put the work in, this goes back to what I was mentioning a moment ago. When you put the work in, this starts to go away and it gets to the point that it does not have an emotional hit anymore. Again, that's another reason why it's really important to put in the work to heal through this, not to mask it, not to hide it, not to just embrace the anger. I mean, there's a part of that. I mean, anger helped me get through some of this. But you can't live there forever. It will destroy your it'll destroy your life. Anyways. Uh, all right, so now I got now I gotta try to decipher what comments are other to people or to me. Oh, if you want to get my attention, at DSD will tag me uh, or you know, put my name in there or whatever. That way I know you're actually talking to me. All right. Oh, wow. Vladimir says, I still love the fireplace screensaver to this day. Wow, that's a long time ago. You know, it's hard to believe I've had this channel for seven, seven years. 
pretty, I actually, it might be over, might be over seven years now. I'm not sure. Oh man. Anyways, so anybody has any questions that we want, want to hit, let me know, put them in the comments or in the live chat. And, uh, I'll watch for that. David says, join the chat late, but here. Glad to have you here, David. Glad you could make it. And Heather, I think I miss, missed you when you came up, says, hi, all. So, hey, Heather, glad you could join us. David says, DSD, it hurts, but we get a tough skin and become almost comfortably numb from it after a while. You know, I had a video way back when. Let me see if I can pull the. Uh, okay, that was not the right one. Let me. Let's see here. What if I go? I forgot to pull my channel up. Uh, do do do. It'll probably start playing. No, it's not probably in the trailer. That's that's outstanding. So I should be able to go like this. And I should be able to search here and do. I think I have a, I think it's called comfortably, comfortably numb. Uh, maybe I don't. I remember, but I remember way back when I made a video about that. And for me, when I got to the numb stage, it was not, I mean, it, it at the time it was, it felt like a positive change. However, as I went through it, it, it wasn't necessary. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the, uh, uh, the great, a great place to be, you know, I, and, and that just, I, I think the point on that is it, there are varying stages of healing through this, that most of us, the pattern we follow I think I have a video on that too. Let me see if I can find that. I think it's the four stages of healing. Maybe did I call it that? When you have thousands of videos, it makes it really hard to four stages of healing. Let's see if I have the four helpful techniques. Healing. Ah, I have. I've made too many videos. <laughs> I've made. Too many videos over the last uh, last year. I actually was looking the other day, and apparently I have 6.5 million views. So that was pretty interesting. So anyways. Late Update says, I've been here for many years. My daughter is seven, almost eight. Well, hopefully I've been able to help, and this channel's been able to help you make those last seven years or for those last few years, uh, better with you and your your daughter. Defy Dad says, DSD, I can't seem to find local support groups for fathers. Plenty of mothers, nothing for fathers. Is that common? Yeah, it actually really is common. Um, you, you know, I mean, unfortunately, probably what I would recommend for you would be to start something. You know, maybe maybe you could get space at one of your local church or something to do it. 
Um, the, the problem for men is generally, even though society is trying to say, you know, ah, toxic mas masculinity and, you know, men need to be this way and that they don't, it's not warranted every, or not warrant. It's not rewarded. It's not appreciated. Anytime you show weakness, you generally are punished. Uh, so it's not a great, it makes it really hard to try to find support. That is one of the reasons why I went ahead and made this channel because when I was going through this nightmare, there was no support. And most of the time, men, once you get through it, they do, they are not super transparent about how painful it was. So when you're sitting there living in the twilight zone in a freaking nightmare, and all the other people who have been through a nightmare will not discuss it or talk about how bad it is. You feel like you're losing your mind because nobody else is going through this. The problem is, is for the most part, for men, nobody wants to hear it. They don't want to hear it. And a lot of times what you get from support is suck it up. I dealt with it. You need to deal with it. Stop being a, you know, stop being a baby and, and be a man, you know, that type of thing. So it makes it incredibly tough to find support. Uh, and again, that's one of those things that I, I made the decision what, seven years ago that I was going to be more vulnerable than I really would like. I'm generally a very private person. But I made that decision because I knew how I felt when I went through this. And I thought maybe I could find somebody in a really dark place and they would be like, holy crap, this is exactly what I'm going through. This is exactly what I'm feeling. That right there is my life. And, uh, and then have it help. Again, getting back to your point, Defy Dad, yeah, unfortunately, it's very common that there isn't much support for men. Unfortunately, like I said, you know, it, either it's this type of online community or, I mean, you could try to create something yourself. Um, and, and But here's the, you know, here's the other problem with this. You can't, you know, you can't live in this forever, Right. I'm just crazy and I keep doing stuff like this and I like, I like this whole process. So, you know, but, but I mean, even still, I mean, I have not made videos in a long time. I'm, I have a hard time now, uh, trying to get in that mode. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that as I do some more solo camping stuff that while I'm sitting there around a fire, I will sit down and have a DSD type talk that I can make a video of, you know, kind of double dip while I'm out in the mountains. And uh, I've had, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of tough to get back in the groove on this. You know, I've been a little rusty with this being, uh, you know, having to put it off for, for a while. So um, unfortunately, yeah, there's not a lot of support for men. And a lot of the support's not great because it's more of the, you know, the system sucks. It's a biased against men. You know, every, you know, it's just all negative, 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 negative. And that can be validating. Don't get me wrong. That can be validating for, you know, a point. But you can't stay there because it will, it will suck the life out of you and it will corrupt your life. 
So please, if you are in that mode, if you're like, I am, I'm mad and I'm angry, I'm going to stay that way. Just put in the back of your mind that that knucklehead on YouTube, DSD said, you know, hey, I can't be this way forever. And maybe, you know, life can get better once you move past this. Again, that's a horrible business model for the whole DSD channel is my goal for each and every one of you is to break this cycle, break out of it, do the healing, get your life back and not need it. I mean, that's partly the reason why I have the other channel. It's like once you don't need it, maybe we can hang out together uh, virtually, you know, on my camping videos. Or, I mean, if you, you know, I mean, I'm hoping as things progress and I get to travel, maybe we can go hang out at the local national forest in your area and have a nice, nice non-alcoholic beverage and shoot the, shoot the breeze about what's going on. Anyways, late update said, is the, uh, is the video title, the four stages of narc? Yeah, that's it. Four stages of narc divorce. Did I, was that up on the screen? That was probably like the first one that came up. Nope, it wasn't. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. So thanks, late update. Oh, you know why? Because I said four stages of healing, four stages of narc divorce. Let's see if. Oh, yeah, this is the old days back whenever I had no beard and, and I did stupid editing things. <laughs> uh, oh, even this four stages of getting your life back. Actually, that's a good one. That that one, I wonder if I, okay, I'm going to click on this. It's going to start playing. I'll pause it. I wonder if in, did I, did I smartly, no, I did not put it in the description. So yeah, I check that video out and uh, it's, well, I don't even have that many views, but that one um, and the other one that uh, late update mentioned will more than likely you will, you will resonate with what I'm saying in there. And more than likely, you'll be able to go, oh, I'm at phase one, or I'm at phase two, you know, or I'm at three and I can see four, but I'm just not there yet. So thank you, Late Update, for doing the, doing the search. I appreciate that. Let me go back over here. Uh, all right, let me click that down. All right, now I'm going to go back to the comments. <laughs> Vladimir says, hey, I, I'm assuming DSD. Uh, I kept my first real truck way longer than you. My other truck uh, that I finally got rid of when I got the, the new one was a 2006 GMC Sierra. And to be perfectly honest, if it would have been four-wheel drive, I would have kept it. And I would have just done some work on it to make it uh, uh, stable and whatever. I... If, if you guys don't know, um, a couple of years ago, I, uh, well, actually, it's kind of funny because the, that video right here, the four phases of getting your life back is actually filmed on the tailgate of my new truck. My other truck was also tan, but uh, this other one's a smaller, it's a midsize truck, four wheel drive and yada, yada. So, yeah. Um, and I'll, and just to, just to say when this whole thing started, I thought it felt like I would never be able to pull something like pull off like a new vehicle ever again. So the fact that, you know, a, a lot of things have, 
a lot of things didn't change, but a lot of things changed as well. It's really, it's really hard to explain. But uh, just give yourself time and your life will get better. Even if it doesn't feel like it. I need to go, Fadel <laughs> Latimer says, I need to go see the Roadrunner in West Texas too. Uh, if you're talking about real roadrunners, I've actually, uh, I saw one the other day. I was out in the desert and I saw a roadrunner. Uh, every once in a while I see him out here. It's kind of cool. Liminal Spave says, yes, DSD, true revenge is learning, being proactive to protect yourself and finding ways to live your best life and find joy on the other side. And to be perfectly honest, the thing that will drive them crazy is that right there. Here's the other thing I just want to say. Unfortunately, when you are doing that, what the limitless, limitless babe is saying, which is what on the screen, if you're watching the video, when they see you getting your life back, it will drive them crazy and they will try to find ways to interfere with that. Going back to this, whoops, not this one, to the keynote thing. First bullet statement, they will always be looking for ways to exploit and unfortunately, I mean, if, if, if you don't have kids or whatever, then there's, you know, then they can just sit there and talk bad about you. It's when they have access to your family or your children that it complicates things. So. Aw, Vladimir says, yes, DSD, you are a popular host. Everyone knows how great you are. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Vladimir. I appreciate that. Almost Babe says, be the main character in your own story again. Absolutely. I was actually just talking to a buddy of mine about that. Not quite. I think maybe in a way, I'm not sure. You have to let me know, Limitless Babe, if this is what you mean. Uh, but just the fact that over the last decade and the two decades prior to that, I was so focused on doing you know, at first I was focused on my marriage, then I was focused on my kids and the divorce. You know, now everyone's an adult. I am folk, I, you know, it's two part. One, I'm not a spring chicken no more. Uh, I have buddies of mine at work who are just, you know, a few years older than me who are starting to have issues. And I know that if I do not start living my life now, there, there are roadblocks that are probably going to happen that will limit that. So anyways, I digress. David says, DST, I look at it this way. We don't have to accept these feelings, but we have to learn to live with it. Yes, I agree with you on that. And what I will tell you, David, because what you just said right there, I remember feeling like, okay, this is an injury or this is a pain that I'm always going to have to live with and it's never going to go away. What I will tell you, sir, is... For me, it actually went away. And there was a period of time where I'm like, okay, this is going to feel like I you know, lost a limb. I'm going to have the phantom pains. I'm going to have to learn to live with it. And this pain will just be with me forever. It, it was there for a long time. Don't get me wrong. But it is not there anymore. So I think you can learn. You learn to live with it. And then you learn to release it. So, uh, David, I hope that is in your future. And I hope whenever you hit that point that you will uh, share 
a nice little note with me of your progress and hopefully include a photograph of you smiling in a location that you were happy with. <laughs> Vladimir says, non-alcoholic, what? I do not drink. I have never drank. Uh, I will say that I came from a family of alcoholics. So I kind of grew up in that. So I stay away from that. So that is my own, my own thing. And that's why. So anyways, late update says I'm close to Yosemite, Sierra and Sequoia National Forest. Anytime, Dwayne. Well, I am on the 395 side of that late update. Uh, I have been wanting to go to the Central Valley side of it. So you'll have to let me know. Send me a note. And maybe we can uh, we can meet up sometime. Um, probably coming up. I do want to try to go to the Sequoia side on on the 99 side. I just uh, it's just so close over here. I mean, it's just it's you know it takes me three hours to get to the other side where three hours I'm up in the mountains right here. So I generally just go this way. Uh, all right. Lemel Swave says, uh, oh, yes, DSC, mine saw me being, oh, yeah. Mine saw me being happy and threatened court. Again, this is exactly what they do, and I'm. this is what I'm talking about. Didn't expect me to have documented as much as I have, and I was able to shut it down. But honestly, I was prepared either way. Yeah, you kind of have to. And, and I think, Lemel Swave, um, I think you're at the point where you're kind of just, you're. It, it's in autopilot. So you're not doing it with stress. I mean, there was, you know, there's a period of time where you do that, where you're, you're anticipating and you're preparing for the worst and it's negatively impacting your life. And then it gets to the point to where you're still doing the same type of things, but it's not, it's, it's not causing an emotional reaction. So, and I'm going to have to shut this down in 10 minutes because I got a, a video premiere starting on my other channel. So we will wrap this up here. Uh, soon, not quite yet though. Late update says my narc ex almost hoovered me with her new boyfriend, Recycled Supply, which is again something they do a lot. I text message her four times total three weeks ago, and all four reworded the same short message. She still exploited those four messages as of today. Yeah, and what I would say is, don't respond. Um, most of the time, nothing ever good comes from that, and. You know, it's tough though because you want you feel like you have to, uh, but you just kind of like going back to that that uh, last bullet on the particular. You know, when we started the video, you know, take things slow, just don't react. Take a pause and really, and I'm not saying you did anything wrong. Late update, so don't get me wrong, but but just take a pause and then really think about: Do you really need to respond? Right. Most of the time, I think the answer is no. Sometimes you need to, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, and let's see if I can pull up. Uh, let me see, DSD um, hybrid. No, I know you know this one, but just for anybody else who isn't familiar with it, check out my videos on hybrid no contact. When we have children, Oftentimes, being able to uh, not respond is not an issue. So hybrid no contact is a technique that I had to develop to save my own sanity that hopefully will, will help you as well. Thanks again, late update, for, for that comment. Uh, 
Yeah, this is uh, Defy Dad says limit to the limitless Babis. I have so much documentation and keep it up, but so far it hasn't helped. And unfortunately, there does appear to be a trend for men that sometimes judges will be like, nah, I'm not going to look at your stuff. I'm just going to assume that you're full of crap and mom's right. And, you know, well, and actually, I'll say it that way, but I've also seen it. Narcissistic people, men and or women, have a unique ability to manipulate the courts where they give them passes. You know, we have a few few members on the Discord, one in particular, that uh, she is just, it, it's like, if it can be interpreted wrong to blow up in her face, it will. So it's just, again, it goes down to picking your battles. I think in, if I, if I remember correctly for Limitless Babe, I think what she's done is she's grabbed enough documentation to scare, like toxic people don't like to be exposed. And if you, if they feel like their illusion or their house of cards will blow up, that's how sometimes that will work. And I think in that scenario, that's probably what she did. David says, DST getting better every day. You know what? That deserves applause. I'm glad to hear that, man. Let's see, Vladimir says, I always wanted to visit the sequoia trees in Oregon and fish a certain lake on the CDC trail. CDC, I wonder which one that is. Is that the... I'm thinking PCT. So I don't think that... I, you know, I want to take up fishing. I don't have my fishing license. I'm getting close to uh, to doing that. Okay, I don't know what that means. Lemon Slave says, DST, you definitely taught and prepared me so much for what was ahead of me. I firmly believe the knowledge made a huge difference. Thank you. You are so very welcome. Uh, again, that's part of the whole point of this channel is I hope to get you guys way before... I started figuring this crap out because if you can figure this out early or at the beginning, you can really make some changes that, uh, that turn the tide on this whole thing. So, all righty. Let's see. I'm going to double check, see if I haven't missed anything. The resistance says how to not rush a relationship that new that's newly out of a three month long talking phase. How to not rush. Um, okay, so I think you're talking about a new relationship. Take it slow. You know what? Anything that's being rushed is a is a red flag. That's a that's that is a love bombing type technique and uh, a very common narcissistic borderline type trait to where it's like, Oh my God, we're soulmates. We can't, you know, and here's the, here's the crazy part. And I, and I say this, I fell into this. I had a very whirlwind relationship romance with my, uh, with my ex. We dated for a very short amount of time, got married, you know, and part of it is, is like, well, I can't let this person get away. Uh, if they're your soulmate, where are they going? You know, I mean, it's like it, it, it's it's like if we just go back into the whoops, go back to uh, to the bullet, taking things slow, don't just react. 
once you can slow yourself down, you realize you start to see things clearer. So the resistance, I'm, I'm probably not covering what you're saying and I don't, and I'm not going to have time to probably go more into it. If you want, leave a comment, an actual comment in the video. And, uh, I'll see if I can make a, you know, specific video about what you're talking about, um, or make it a topic of another live stream slash podcast. All right, let's see here. Okay. So on that, I'm going to wrap this up so I can get ready for my next thing. So, so thank you guys for hanging out with me. Oh, we got like 38 people. Considering how I don't do this much anymore, I really appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, if you know anybody who could use this, make sure you share it out with them. Uh, I do want to say, uh, hold on a second, I'll do this. I do want to say thank you to the channel members who uh, have clicked on the button to join and have made, uh, you know, put put support and trust into me. I really appreciate it. And the, the money helps keep the lights on. Keep the cameras rolling. Keep the internet flowing. And I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.